0: Welcome to the Black Women Working podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. How are we doing, everyone?
1: Good. Yeah, yeah. 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 all right.
0: Good, good, good. Welcome to episode three of season three. And today we're joined by the amazing Katherine Tingle, but I'll let her introduce herself in a minute. So my quote of the day is by Madam CJ Walker, and it's don't sit and wait for opportunities to come. Get up and make them. Mm hmm. <laughs> So the reason I picked this quote is because today we're going to be discussing the pivot. And I I wanted to talk about this because I feel like a lot of people have been talking about pivoting, making career changes, and um, if we just think about the environment we're in, I don't really want to keep saying COVID, 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 but ultimately it's going to cause a lot of people to be reevaluating their careers, how they work, we might, might be seeing redundancies, people having to just think outside of the box in order to progress. So I thought this was a good time for us to talk about making a career change, thinking about even when, how to even start that process. If you know that's something that you wanna do, like how do you even begin to think about it? Do you have to start from scratch? Like what can you do? So um, I'm gonna let Catherine introduce herself, but just quickly, she is a self-confessed non-techie who works in tech. I hope I got that right, Catherine. that's correct yeah and she works in strategy and transformations and working with FTSE 100 companies and startup businesses one i know right and she went this is my friend you know okay (laughs) (laughs) and she works in (laughs) yeah just you know you've got to do that claim like this is my friend you know my team's strong Mm -hmm. um she works in retail and fmcg which i found out today is fast moving consumer goods Wow. Wow. No, yes, no, no, you, we you just
2: introduce it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yes, so, Catherine. Sorry, I'm just taking lots of credit for your achievements. Do You want to just she tell just us like a little to know bit? This
2: is her friend. I know. Just has <laughs> a
0: little bit about your journey and like what you're working on and like where you've kind of come from in the last few years as well.
3: Sure. Thank you, friend. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I have a after law school, I um, started in started my career in management consulting. Um, So I I have a strategy management consulting background um, and I worked at a boutique consultancy, then went into the big four at Deloitte,
4: Mm. um,
3: then um, pivoted into kind of in-house strategy consulting. Mm -hmm.
4: Um,
3: And since I have also now pivoted into technology, so it feels like there's been quite a few pivots, um, Mm. but it actually tells... Quite a um, quite a cool story um, in terms of my career, and mm. also other than kind of working within kind of the strategy consulting and now tech space, I also advise startups on their growth um, mm. growth and scaling journeys. So thinking about how businesses can um, grow, but also how they can overcome strategic and operational challenges. Mm. Um, And through that, I have worked um, on a few accelerator programs um, and also been invited to speak at various kind of panels. And in Mm. February, I chaired the Strategy and Innovation World Forum. So, yeah, so quite a varied, um, varied career so far. Busy, literally. Yeah, it sounds busy. yeah mm. so busy.
0: <laughs> okay, so what does it actually mean to pivot? Because everyone's pivoting. I think mm-hmm. I want to get involved, but what is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Are you, Natalie, are <laughs> yeah. already
1: busy. Mm-mm. No, but
0: you know what does it actually mean, Catherine, to like pivot? If someone's like, I want to pivot, like, what do you think? What are they even talking about?
3: Yeah. So to be, to pivot is essentially to make a change. So, Mm. and you can pivot in many different ways. Um, So if we're just thinking professionally, Mm. to pivot means to kind of, I guess, change to a different job, a a different career. Um, In in general, it could be different sector, um, or like I said, it could be role-based. But also from a business perspective, um, businesses can also pivot. So thinking about, launching new products new services um, and trying like changing their value proposition to a certain mm. extent so I guess pivoting um, across all of those uh, examples essentially means that you're changing mm. you're changing something um which kind of goes against what you have previously done or stood yeah. for
0: so like how do you Make like because you said you've pivoted a few times. I know, like, mm-hmm. other people, like, we're in the podcast, we've all pivoted, like, had mm-hmm. changes in our careers. Some of them gone well, in my case, didn't go too well. But <laughs> I'm, just I don't know why I'm, I'm just being
1: honest, I'm just being honest. No, it's but, the way that you said it, but <laughs> no,
0: you I'll be honest. But like, how, how do you make it happen? Like, obviously, you kind of sit there and think, okay, I want to change that, but how do you go from thinking about it to actually putting it into action? Um,
3: so I think first of all, you really need to do your research. Mm, um, yeah. But so think about what is it that you're actually going after? What is your aim? What is your goal? What are the objectives um, that you can put around that pivot? And mm. being really clear with yourself um, in in regards to those things. Um, because I think after doing that kind of internal investigation, but then also thinking, externally so if we're thinking about jobs thinking about the market in which we're trying yeah. to pivot into um how like competitive it is you know where is that kind of job role and industry kind of going from a kind of transformation and and kind of growth perspective as they got room to grow um not only in the role but as an industry in general and i think that's mm. where technology kind of came into it because technology is booming it's only growing and it's growing Mm -hmm. exponentially Mm -hmm. so it means that a career within technology personally is a very fruitful one so you have to be really clear in terms of what around your why why do you want to pivot Mm -hmm. what is the need for you to pivot Mm -hmm. and in doing so you kind of need to do a gap analysis so where are you now and where do you want to be and what's Mm -hmm. the gap and how are you going to plug those gaps in order to get there Um, so I think at at face value those are like the things that I would say that are really important and then there are other things that you can do in terms of like seeking a mentor within the space that you're trying to pivot to um you know going to industry leading events to kind of build a network and get a feel um you know for the space that you're trying to like kind of break into so there are a few things
0: yeah. And I mean like you've said that you've like pivoted twice. Like what was the kind of main thing in your mind when you were effectively making those changes, like just from your own personal experience?
3: Yeah, sure. So I think from law into management consulting, um, I wanted to have hands on kind of strategic advisory um experience. Mm. And I wanted to do so within kind of FTSE 100, Fortune 500 um, companies. So the huge companies, I wanted to advise on their transformation journey and essentially leverage all the great skills that I kind of accumulated having studied law, um, mm. but kind of use them in a different different way, be a little bit creative in terms of that um, kind of problem solving and providing yeah. clients with solutions. Um And then I had the intention of kind of going back into law after having that experience. But it just so happens that I kind of fell in love with what I was doing. And like now I'm eight years, nearly nine down the line of like strategy consulting. And then the pivot from kind of pure strategy consulting into like the digital and tech space. Again, Mm -hmm. it kind of goes to the point of. Me realizing that there was an opportunity there because that industry was just growing so quickly, and that's that was like the place to be. Um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to I wanted a piece of that pie. Like mm. I didn't. I, <laughs> yes. I wanted to make sure that I was capitalizing on where the job market was going, um, and where even startup companies yeah. where they were thriving as well. So tech-enabled businesses and tech startups are typically the ones that either get to unicorn status or, you know, yeah, they, they really do. grow yeah. and they get, like, the biggest investment, um, like, VCs behind them, yeah. backing. So, yeah. yeah, being quite strategic in my um, in my decisions to pivot.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. Wow, I feel like I need, should have been taking notes.
1: <laughs> no, but you know what? do you know what's funny, Catherine? You're saying now, yeah. you're talking about tech... And there's yeah. so many like young black girls on um, Twitter that are talking about everybody should move into tech. Tech is very, yeah. it's a very good industry to go <laughs> into. So I'm actually yeah. so happy you're saying that because it's like okay, yes, this is true. Now I have I'm to just listen. <laughs> in my head. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like,
4: yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and do you know what it is? I think it's like there's got this preconception that in order to work within tech you have to be super technical Mm -hmm. so you'll hear a lot especially on twitter they're always talking about coding Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. these like like learning these like programming languages and that is all well and good but with all things in life I I wholeheartedly believe that there's got a space for everyone and within the tech ecosystem there literally has a space for everyone so even those with non-technical backgrounds and I would Mm. consider myself like Nat said a non-techie and I've got a blog on the non-techies journey to tech it shows that actually you can leverage your kind of previous experience, especially Mm. if it's non-technical and you can still have a fruitful, high paying role within technology. You just need to do the research to understand Mm. what are the jobs available, which actually are aligned to not only your interests, but also your strengths and where you want to kind of go in terms of your career. So yeah, there has got a lot of buzz around technology, especially like on Twitter and all of that mm-hmm. stuff and it is amazing um I just want to make sure that you know the message of you can thrive within technology with a non-technical background you don't always have to force yourself to do like a coding boot camp or yeah, 100 days tough. code in order to kind of get those roles there yeah. are other ones that exist I
2: can, mean can I just of, uh, oh sorry um, go on, So out of all of us here kind of on on the committee, I I actually do work in tech, so I can, like the points that you've just um, brought up are really kind of important. I will say Mm -hmm. that I kind of probably came into it kind of from a more technical side, so there was a little bit of coding and stuff like that, but I realised very quickly that I could not be bothered and i just you know, seriously i couldn't it was too stressful my mind i just i'm a bit too much of a creative for that so i just found kind of my pathway to kind of get out of that and move more into strategy and planning which is what i prefer mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to working out why things are broken and be mm-hmm. having to fix it i don't care that's somebody else's like (laughs) that's somebody else's remit within tech but I also Mm want to say like with that whole uh uh, identity of working in tech I feel like nowadays it's become a very generic term because because there are so many branches within tech I don't even sometimes feel like the word tech like kind of encompasses just how diverse the sector Mm, is technology needs every single kind of person that you would find in A corporate workspace you need the finance person you need the marketing person Mm. you need the developer you need the designer you need all of those people when you say working when we talk about working in tech it can be that somebody is in a technologically focused company that kind of creates maybe digital products or digital experiences for people and they're working under that umbrella. It doesn't mean that they necessarily have to as you've as you've said Be very technical. So what I want people to understand is that, you know, even the skills that you have right now, even if you're an executive assistant or a PA, you can work in tech and that is valid. That's a valid position and role in tech. Again, as Catherine's pointed out, where you want to go in tech, you have to decide and Get those learning experiences for yourself, and reach out to the specific groups of people that are working in the area that you want to work in, if that's the direction that you want to take. Mm. But tech is mm. open for all.
5: I I wanted to bring like the pivot back to the point because although we're speaking about Catherine's experience, which is in tech, I'm I'm wondering, and I'm I know that there's some there shouldn't be, but there's some limiting belief talk going to come through in this is that when people want to change career but it it actually means change career like there's no real way to manipulate your skill set or your work experience so for example teaching if you were doing a job and then you decided you wanted to be a teacher that you know there's a qualification set that is required and I feel like sometimes that can be the um the sort of downside or or the restriction or limitation of people making the change in their career because it might mean that they have to study and that comes at a cost or yeah. the research alone makes you feel like um oh god I'm not going to meet all of this criteria okay how am I going to do this and it sets you back
0: and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what
5: you guys think about that in terms of
2: pivot yeah. I, I mean think... no go on Annie.
0: I mean for me personally um i kind of feel like if you really want something you kind of will do what you you necessarily need to do to make it happen i feel like if, if you decided that you wanted to be a teacher the same way if you decided you wanted to be a doctor or pharmacist i think it depends obviously ultimately on your financial situation but then it's it's ultimately up to you whether you want to make that kind of sacrifice. And it depends in the most non cheesy, non kind of American YouTube motivational video, <laughs> like how much you really want it. Do you know what I mean? Cause I hate, yeah. I hate when like, if you want it, you'll wake up 5am and run 20 miles. And I don't like, I get why we have that talk and I get why it's necessary to, and it motivates some type of people. But I mean, for me personally, in my own career, as a lawyer who, wanted to be a litigator now works in real estate and is enjoying learning so much about real estate as an industry seven seven years in I mean part of me was thinking oh I don't know if I want to work for a development company and work in like social impact and then I was going down the road of like maybe I need to qualify to become a surveyor and then when I started talking to people they were like yeah, it probably looks like when you do the research, you need to go back to uni effectively and get a master's in real estate. But if you talk to the right people and you make the right okay. business case, if mm-hmm. that's what you really mm-hmm. truly want, you may be able just to make the transformation, to make the change without having to go back the way. Obviously, for example, if you're going to be a teacher, you're going to be a teacher, you're going to be a teacher. You, you can't you wing it. I can't just walk into a secondary school and think I'm going to like see like children through to A-stars and their A-levels without any training. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> But in the same breath, I kind of feel like the more conversations that you have with people, the more you find out you know, what you really need. And I know when people say, oh, I want to go into law, they'll be like, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And I'll be like, no, you kind of just need to apply <laughs> and just see what happens. <laughs> or you kind of just need to like talk to this person." It's not easy, obviously, but mm-hmm. I again, I think it's a lot of self-limiting and I think if mm-hmm. it's something you really want, you do the research have the conversations before you commit to a new course or giving up your job or something
5: like that
2: yeah
5: and there's um, more like there's more than one way to skin a cat right <laughs> there's there's exactly, always yeah. more, more than one way to get into something
2: you know yeah I and thought... I think oh carry on Catherine
5: sorry
3: sorry no I was just I was just like building on that that I think that there is one way to skin like more than one way to skin a cat and I think that when you are creative in terms of your previous experiences and thinking about how you can then articulate them in a way that aligns to whatever new skill that you need to kind of show and display to uh, to kind of the, the, the interviewer in this like new role that you're going for, it can actually pay off dividends and can shave off a lot of time that you may use trying to like worry about maybe a new course or New qualification that you need to um, undertake. Obviously, with some jobs where you need certain qualifications and there's no way around it, then okay. But I think with um, with other jobs, I think you can you can be creative and you do have that creative license with your CV to then be able to kind of leverage your previous experiences
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and one of the other kind of angles I wanted to talk about with regards to pivoting is sometimes I guess what we focused on right now is kind of like voluntary pivoting when people Mm. have the choice well there may be circumstances where someone is forced to pivot Mm. Mm -hmm. maybe they've been made redundant or something like that and um pretty much still the same principles apply but as Catherine just said what's most important in those instances is identifying your transferable skills and seeing how you could fit into the environment now to take it back to my skills and experiences I mean I've worked in a variety of sectors because you so you could say I've been pivoting all my life and to be honest with you I still want to pivot so it's whatever <laughs> <laughs> but after the point I was like i'm tired of going back to the beginning how can i keep moving like maybe across or and up Mm -hmm. at the same time and Mm -hmm. the way that i've managed to do that is by building relationships with the people that I've worked mm-hmm. with so yeah. there's been occasions when I've had a role and you know they've known and understood that my passion wasn't really in that role so what can they do to help me okay you can work this set te- set um amount of days and then these days you can use to go and explore that side which you want to kind of go into so that's something that I had kind of like at the beginning of my career Holes, you're lucky, <laughs> you know you're, lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're lucky some
1: people mm-hmm. some people wouldn't be like oh 100 yes.
2: and that's why person personability if that's even a word Ooh. and the personality that you have 100 percent can play a key part in what doors open for you or whether yeah. you have to go back mm. to the beginning you need to 100%. be not only good at networking you need to be good at communicating with people and getting people to like you so they like yeah. you then they see your skills and experience and before mm. you even open your mouth, they're identifying areas that you can move into, things that you can do. They're bringing the opportunities to you and mm. saying, "Are you interested in this? This is something that I feel, knowing as someone that's worked with you and knowing your skill set, you could do. It might even be something that you never even thought of before." And I've had that happen to me, and it's like, "No, no, no, we we think you're good enough to do this." And I'm like, yeah. "Alright, then, cool. Let me try it out." <laughs> yeah. And
5: the, the other thing is not pigeonholing yourself right so if you yeah. tell people even if it's in passing oh I'm interested in or I do this on the side they'll start to look at you as that person mm-hmm. if yeah, you present will. yourself exactly. as just a nurse or just a lawyer or just a teacher or just a techie that's what they can see as. Yes. but if you show that you have wider interest people start to look at you in that way as well
2: mm-hmm. and one of one of the key I think personal or individual criteria people need to work on if they if pivoting is something they want to do is being adaptable you need to be very adaptable to new situations new environments you can't be the person that's coming into a new role that you haven't really done before and you're not picking up things quickly you need to train Uh, yourself (laughs) no
0: no no i think no because i think ultimately i i think there's two things there I, i think you need to be you need to be adaptable you need to be flexible but i think the most important thing is that you need to be open minded and i mean ultimately i think if you've been transparent about this is a new role for you this is a new situation then you need to be in an environment where people are going to understand that you you it's going to take you a bit longer to adapt I to something want... yeah, so you need that resilience so i wouldn't so i wouldn't be saying you need to be like making sure you pick things up quickly because if you you know if you genuinely care about something and it's important to you you might not always get it first time. I mean, I've been what, doing my job for nearly 10 years. There are things people have to explain to me 20 times and I'm sorry, you just have to explain it to me till I get <laughs> it because if I get it wrong, you're gonna sue me and my career is gonna be over. So okay. let's run that back one more time.
2: Maybe picking up quickly is the wrong term to use, but you can't become a liability. That's what I'm saying. you trying like, to we get have the ground be, running. Yes, yeah, you, just you just have to have try, a yeah. certain approach. And yeah, yeah, most definitely, yeah. yeah
3: yeah I think it's about having that willingness and eagerness to learn and having that natural curiosity Mm -hmm. in order to improve and thrive and learn new things Mm, but also having the safety net of being transparent in terms of Mm. them knowing that this is a new thing that you're that essentially that you're doing but you have that eagerness and willingness Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. learn and irrespective of the pace at which you're able to adopt these new learnings you have all the skills in order yeah. to learn if that mm-hmm. makes sense yes. yeah and I does. think going back to one of the things that you said was about the fact that you have to kind of showcase your interest like mm-hmm. the skills that you have mm-hmm. like you have to be personable and al- almost it is that like likability factor and I think that's where mm. your mentors and your coaches, they turn into sponsors. Yeah,
0: exactly. And sponsors yeah. are
3: the people that will give you those kind of opportunities or when you're not in mm. the room and an opportunity presents mm. itself, they're like, oh, yeah, have you heard of Catherine Tingle? She delivered X, Y, Z. I think that she'd mm. actually be perfect for this role. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. where sponsorship that's just goes a you've, major you've long also, way.
5: You've also got to be in the position where you teach not just like oh I'm going to learn I'm going to learn because actually you're coming in from a totally different world that people don't know
0: yeah I'll never forget
5: for example when I started teaching because I'd worked in Mm. just the public sector generally beforehand and I opened this is such a small example but I opened the spreadsheet and there was no vlookup vlookup is what you use to link two or three spreadsheets to each other and I was like you guys you manage i don't understand what you're doing here making your life so hard making your <laughs> life and it's such a small simple mm-hmm. thing but every but because they're so ingrained in their way they do mm-hmm. things their way not exactly. knowing yeah. that there's different things so you're so also true. in a position to teach and mm-hmm. don't feel like you're the underdog oh i don't know this i don't know this. also mm-hmm. remember to bring what you know mm,
2: add value exactly mm. okay exactly.
0: so
5: that's so true so, how do we then, Catherine, like,
2: how
0: do we then plot our career goals? But also, when is it a time, a good time to change them? Because I feel like every day, not every day, that's an exaggeration, every year I'm like, yeah, 2020 is my year, career goals. But then <laughs> halfway, I'll get through hashtag the year. No, 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 exactly. I, I, I rebuke it. No, I rebuke it. No, sorry. But um, no, on a serious note, like, I'll get through halfway the year. I'll have different experiences, different opportunities will come back. And it's like, do I go back to the drawing board? So certain things might not have happened, but other things that I couldn't even imagine have happened that, that could have happened have happened. And so mm-hmm. how regularly do you need to, it's like, you didn't think something would happen and it happened, you planned for something else to happen and that hasn't happened, but nah, you're it's, literally- it's too much happening. <laughs> you you just stay out of it, trolls. but. Do you get what I'm trying to say, like, your career is unpredictable to a point. No, like, and okay, unpredictability okay, I... isn't oh, yeah. always negative. So, mm. so like, how no, do saying... you kind of... It's because tolls
2: don't I mean, get it. No, no I, mean, I, was just, right. nah, I tested you fully, cause... man. I was just pushing the buttons.
0: Yeah, that's... Anyway, but um, no. how how regularly should you kind of go back to your career goals, especially if you are trying mm. to to pivot? <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow! How regularly? <laughs> that is a difficult question, Natalie. So, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like, in relation to what you said, I feel like that's the challenge that people have in terms of knowing when to persevere and knowing when to pivot. Naturally, with with work, um, with life, it's, it's always good. there's always got some element that's unpredictable something that we can't foresee whether that's a opportunity landing on our desk that we thought wouldn't land or has landed early um, which kind of scuppers like our view of what we're currently doing Mm. Um, but I think that we always constantly have to be reviewing what we're doing and we also have to I feel like have a strong hold on the reasons and our whys for things,
4: yeah. because
3: then it allows us to kind of be laser focused where needed, so that where where other opportunities come mm. that maybe you didn't um, anticipate or expect, even if they seem good at face value, because you're very clear on your why, um, it allows you to, to basically make that kind of decision as to whether it's the right time in your career or not um so Hmm. I I think that it's it's I don't think there's got a one size fit all kind of answer in terms of how how you know the frequency of pivoting but I think there are kind of key kind of characteristics that you can go by which kind of indicates okay maybe you should be pivoting so that could be for example you're just you're just bored of your current yeah. like role mm-hmm. you're stagnant you're stale you're not being challenged you could do your job with your eyes closed mm-hmm. um and yeah you're not thriving you're not you're not improving either your soft skills or your technical skills um which will only allow you to get to like that next step
4: mm-hmm. um
3: so I think that's always a telltale sign where you should be kind of reviewing whether you should be persevering in your current role or whether you've kind of hit that ceiling of growth and kind of now you're on that plateau or whether you should be thinking okay like what's the next step is it a promotion is it leadership is it a completely like space and industry I think there are key characteristics that should dictate when you should start having those kind of conversations with yourself around whether you should be pivoting or taking on a new challenge as opposed to frequency of mm. like you know deciding whether to pivot or deciding when to kind of do those reviews I think you should always review your goals and your objectives and just like your career and just life in general but I yeah. think that like I said be really clear on what matters the most and the value that you're trying to get out of something mm.
0: yeah well wow. I'm just sorry oh, I just finished really writing
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's really
2: Catherine. <useful> <laughs> I
5: was like just go just go for it. Like if it's yeah if it's something that not necessarily require a new qualification but you know, you, you know you've got your job, you know you're relatively or quite happy. Like for I'm like rego, let me just put in a, a a management consulting application and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> knowing no that, knowing no that. No no really thought, that I'm doing that. No stuff just, like that. Like, the, ready to take the feedback. Yeah. I'm not I'm invested. Like if I get the job, wow, wicked, amazing. Mm. But if I don't, I know it's because I'm pivoting and I might not necessarily get it. And then you get the feedback and you know how far away you are from yeah. what you want to do as well. So like that whole Emily saying earlier you know if you really really want it you will do what mm. it takes but also put one foot in front of the other once you've made that decision whatever that foot is um yeah. whether it's signed up to the course or whether it's just making the damn application mate yeah, yeah because you
3: don't want to wait until the point in which you're like oh crap I'm really bored this is stale mm. I hate my day-to-day like you kind of want to be on the front foot and ahead of the curve of that so that when it comes to the opportune time to start looking and start making applications even if they are the random ones like you just said Mm. you're kind of like
0: ready Mm.
2: and you'll make good decisions as opposed to ones based on desperation and frustration yeah we've been there
0: trust me that's oh my Mm. god that is not the way forward (laughs) the the only the the only thing i would add as well just to encourage people to make applications they say that men look at Um, Job specifications, and if they have like 30% of what they need to have, they will (laughs) apply. But I feel like that 30% rule just runs different areas of their lives, but it's different. That's a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they will still apply Whereas we are, are We are trying to have eight, 80% Of the job specification
2: yeah. yes. before even we apply more,
3: Like I mean, This is something that constantly challenges I mean.
2: me Like in terms of And as I always say I say it now and I've, like You literally have to embody As I always say The mindset of a white middle class man Just yeah. believe you, you can, can do, do anything Believe in your dry sauce even But if you're thing not is is my dry sauce I never said that,
5: Natalie said that <laughs> I just want to make it clear The thing is, your sauce is probably drip, 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 dripping Like, the other day I was talking to my friend about mum's life Being ultimate project management, mate Like, mm-hmm. it, mm, it sounds scary. dull Because it's like, oh, you're just a mum What, yeah. of three kids just. with three, di- three different ages Plus the man plus the house plus project deals, managing the man too. it's project management i up I'm tired listening. i
0: sound tired i'm <coughs> there if i to have one child i'm but so no, very no, tired no, when
5: you're when you're saying 80% you're probably actually already at 130 but you're <laughs> mm, already, you're them. doing the most but mm-hmm, you're ticking off the criteria so without recognizing what you actually do count Mm. whatever yeah, it is that lack... is the key yeah and i
3: feel like it's your lack of self-belief or your mm-hmm. imposter syndrome that mm-hmm. shaves oh off Lord, those yep. percent that 10 yeah. percent that 12 20 yeah. percent that 30 percent so how do you tackle
2: actually... that man that imposter syndrome how have you tackled <laughs> that yeah good um question. <laughs> is <a>
5: good...
0: um
2: <laughs>
5: doesn't
0: have
2: imposter
0: syndrome she's yeah. my friend
3: <laughs> wow i'm
0: <laughs> joking
3: <Is it>? natalie <laughs> <laughs> I do, but I think that okay, so one thing that I've had to do especially as I've become more and more senior, um mm. Mm. and like for example in December I had to um present to the CEO and you know, I'm the only black woman going mm. into the board um, I'm also the youngest person there. Mm-hmm. So, like, we talk about... We talk about racism, of course, um, mm-hmm. but there's also got something to say about, like, ageism. Yes. And especially yes. black oh. women, yeah. like... Yeah, you
0: look young as well. Oh, uh, okay, That's me
3: all day <laughs> <they laughs> long. You said it, not me. God. But, yeah, like, when we also look younger than we actually are, yes. I think that that also... Um, uh, you know it gives people a, a perspective of our experience which mm-hmm. isn't actually reflective of kind of the value that we bring
4: mm-hmm. to things
3: yeah. um so I think that just in terms of how I've had to overcome it at certain like pivotal points of my career is one over preparing for whatever it is that I'm mm. kind of you know, doing whether it's kind of a board presentation or a meeting or whatever, I over prepare. I make sure that I'm because in my preparation it adds to my confidence, mm-hmm. so it's like you're gonna you're not gonna feel uh, you're not gonna feel as much of a uh, um as an imposter if you know your shit yeah
4: like 100%. if you
3: if do you know what I mean so if you've done the preparation and you've actually done the work and you can talk confidently to that and contribute to the conversation everything else should really be subsidiary to that mm, so same. i think that for me preparation is key and then also just having those like literal literally internal talks and pep talks with myself reminding reminding myself of who i am and the yes. value that i bring yeah, and exactly. that you know sometimes as black women
0: yeah
3: we have to take up space in non-diverse mm-hmm. spaces yep. and take a seat at that table and not be not shrink ourselves not be apologetic not be overly like yeah. you know um gratuitous in terms of you know oh that like you should be thanking them for you being in that room mm. no mm. you're in that room because you're supposed to be in that room and you deserve to be in that room yes. mm. so
5: and you're everything yeah. that they're not when you're yes. the one of it you're everything they're not. none of mm. you are black none of you are women none of you are young That's so here true. i am
2: pioneer things in it Yeah, man, I'm everything you're not. You know what, Catherine, you actually touched on an important point that I think is a good tip for people listening to this episode and who want to pivot. Um, Actually hone in on what your uh, best attributes are or the things Mm. that you are. USPs. Yeah, exactly. Basically, and when I say honing, don't just sit there and think about it, actually write it down. And that's something that Mm. I have been practicing more lately and like literally writing down all my wins, all the things that I know I can do. Sometimes when I read it back, I'm like, Yeah, that's me, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like actually. Like no, certain people, the way that they like relate to me, they they need to come with a different level because okay. I have credentials. You know what I mean? Yes, I'm credentials. Click 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 click. Just
0: kind of one thing that I did want to ask, though, ultimately is especially when it comes to the pivot. If it's not something that you can do, like within your kind of nine to five, we kind of see a lot of people like building something outside of their role. Like, what are your views on that? Have you kind of done that? Has that been has the stuff that you've possibly built outside of your direct role been beneficial and kind of upskilled you in certain areas for your role? So, I know for example, yeah. when it comes to like things like Black Girls Book Club, that's nothing to do with my job, but it still mm-hmm. I think had had me think about things differently, think more in a kind of business, kind of commercial sense about mm-hmm. things, but also, but also. Kind of with like project management things like that mm. and just general confidence and that's something that's completely outside of my day to like my day job so what what do you think about that Catherine? because i know that you've got some things i'm going to let you talk about your own achievements yourself but um <laughs> i'd just be interested to to hear to hear your views that's my friend you know i'll be right, you know, around <laughs> okay <laughs>
4: <Really.
1: laughs>
2: Oh,
1: i don't care she's so outrageous i hope natalie's <laughs> gonna talk about me like this one day yes though. i will
2: Don't
3: but yeah so i say go for it just mm. as like we're told like from an investment perspective like oh diversify your portfolio like you know it's mm. too risky to put all your money in this stock or mm-hmm. whatever so yeah that, those same principles should apply to our careers. Mm-hmm. So we should be almost diversifying our yeah. careers in terms yeah. of, if there is a, even if it is a passion project, if it's a side hustle, um, if it's voluntary, whatever title you want to put onto it, if it's something that you're good at and you are passionate about it, why would you not, and you have enough kind of time and runway mm-hmm. to kind yeah. of, you know invest in in those things then why not because i can say that building my kind of personal like strategy innovation women in tech brand is mm. paying dividends not only for my career but outside of my nine to five because i'm getting speaking engage- engagements i'm mm. you know i've i've now built kind of a mentoring platform whereby i mentor founders and I mentor women women in tech who either are non-technical and they want to get within te- they want to get into tech um and launch their career either as an employee or even mm. a founder mm. um so all of these things and even like the thought leadership side of things so the writing I've now been asked to write for various different publications mm. so it's it it all adds and I think that as as our careers progress we realize the value of our personal Mm brands whereas you know before i think that i was a bit shy about shouting about all the things that you know i was doing but actually you realize that self-promotion is key to getting ahead Mm -hmm. you know people aren't gonna know to kind of call on you for certain opportunities if they didn't know that that is that that is an arena that you play in and you play play in it very well mm. so I think that you know um it is really important and, and for me if you're going to pursue something outside of work I think that I'm I'm value first so what is yeah. the what is the value that you're trying to create for you know the end user or your captive audience that you're trying to you know, tap into. And then once you're able to establish that value, you'll realise that you'll start creating a name for yourself. Mm. Like people will just h- hit you up effortlessly um, out of nowhere for certain things. So I think it's really important. I think people get a bit scared if like their mm. um, colleagues find out about kind of the things that they have going on outside mm. of work. um but (laughs) again it's like (laughs) it's not a. what you need to remember is it's not a crime
2: Mm. you know it's not a crime
3: to have passions it's not a crime to have a side hustle as long as obviously there's not a conflict but you know you have to look at your contract but as long as there's like it's not in direct conflict to your day job or or like it's not you're not working with their competitors or whatever it is it is not a crime to pursue things outside of work Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. I like that I actually like that
5: Mm. Catherine my question is how do you amplify that voice so you say you know people will gravitate towards you once they know do you think that there's particular platforms or particular things you use to um to attract that attention or be in people's range. So for most of us, we talk about LinkedIn. Some of us are Mm -hmm. avid Instagram users. Is there anything in particular that you've done um, to get to gather attention?
3: Yeah, I think that in terms of the kind of the channels that we should be using to amplify our voices should be dependent on the channels that actually resonate within the communities that we should be appealing to. So, like mm. for example, for me, I never had a Twitter account like a year ago, but my friends kept telling me, "No, you're, like you're missing out. You're missing out because I have a love hate so- um love hate relationship with social media, and Natalie can tell you." Yes, yeah, she does. And, <laughs> <laughs> but I realised that with Twitter, like a lot of the founders, the startup founders, the venture capitalists, like just. Mm everything to do with entrepreneurialism and also like strategy and business is on Twitter and also you'll find pockets of it on Instagram and of course LinkedIn Um, but if you're for example a small e-commerce business again it should be all of those usual social media channels but are you also plugging into like Facebook group communities um, Mm -hmm. that are kind of filled with your potential like prospective customers so I think you should always try and amplify your voice in the areas that make sense for whatever you're building Mm. um so I I'm like across all of all all channels really and also medium as well because again Mm. a lot of the startup founders the venture capitalists um also kind of write thought leadership pieces as well Mm. um and that is another way of kind of showcasing your expertise and your opinion on certain subject matters Mm. um you know without even seeing a picture of you (laughs) um Mm. so yeah I would say that you just need to know like where the spaces are that you want to play
0: in thank you Mm -hmm. so like do we now that we've kind of spoken to Catherine guys do we have any pivots plans anyone thinking about pivoting
2: don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. <laughs> we haven't heard that one from a while from a while.
1: Wow. To say that hold hard. on, hold on. Let me That's what my
3: grandmother's saying. That is her saying. If your left hand is hurting you, don't
1: let your right hand know. It's <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Um but I just, wanted to, space, in I just okay. wanted to come in here. I just wanted to come in here. basically told earlier you were saying how sometimes um a pivot could be forced Mm. and it's not something that you want to do so i'm currently going through that at the moment because covid has mashed up my job and now like i'm gonna be like unemployed so um it's forced because there's not all the roles that would usually be out there are not really there some people Mm. would be moving job this is the time like in education where people start thinking i want to move jobs well especially in the kind of careers kind of sector that I want to go into, people be moving jobs or moving to another education yeah. industry. Like they'll be like, okay, I'm going to move here mm-hmm. now. And because of COVID it's like, oh no, I'm not going to do that now. And I've seen like, there was one job that I was going through and they never replied to me, but I was like, I really worked. I spent days on that application. So mm-hmm. I said, no, I'm going to email them. And
4: no, I, literally e- I, I literally
1: it. emailed them and I said like, I was pushing a bit above, but I said, no, you know what? I don't care. Like, this is what I want to go for. Tenacity this is what I'm going for. I, mm-hmm. I asked her what the problem is, basically. And she said to me, <laughs> okay. no, I had to ask because i like, how can you keep people hanging? Like, you don't know if you can have a job or not. So I was like, I'm no, so what's bad? the problem? Like, what's going on? My girl said to me, you've worked in HE, but you haven't worked in that particular office. So therefore you haven't got the work experience. And on top of that, over 130 people applied for one job. Mm. So it was just like, wow, like this is really what people are going through now. And I feel Mm. like for me, I've got a lot of experience in different Mm. things. So I can literally slip into different areas, whereas some people might not have that. And they're now looking for jobs. They might've just graduated and they're looking for jobs during this time. It's such a hard time. So I think pivoting right now is crazy. Like. It's such a crazy time to be looking for jobs yeah. and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. But if you have yeah, your own I'm business cool. and you want to pivot to that, I would definitely recommend because. These people are not trying to read your CVs or your applications. They don't even want to tell you why or why not. I'm lucky. I think the woman was black and she saw my name and she thought, hmm, I'm going to check her on LinkedIn. And she probably thought, yeah, I'll tell her what the issue is. <laughs> Rachel, but, the way you're reaching. On, on no, but you know what? I, I just night. have these things in my mind that I'm like, yeah, this is what she went through to, 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 to talk to me. So, yeah.
5: That's... About, what, about... You know, it's Rachel, you know your surname, but she yeah. probably thought I was black. Do you know
2: what I mean? No, like, oh yeah. gosh, it's like, so what? Caucasian. Like. No, I I
1: know, but guys, I'm just thinking, why did she go to that effort? She could have just said you, you wasn't. I think because you actually emailed Reached and up, people yes, don't, definitely. but
0: then in a way you got some clear answers. Yeah. As to why you, you, you couldn't get that role and hopefully that's not too discouraging, but at least you get a response. And I think that's the mm. whole kind of resilience point. Like you actually yes. had the confidence to be like, excuse me, no. What's do you the know problem? Who I am? What's the problem? So I actually really
1: commend that. I can't lie, that's impressive. Oh, I've yes, never done that cute. my whole life. And because, one more thing oh. I just wanted to say, sorry, just to add, um, Catherine, earlier you were talking about ageism and how you experience ageism in different places, or they might look at you and think, oh my God, she looks like she's 16. These times, no, you're nowhere near that. So Mm -hmm. like for me, I've experienced that a lot. And like my current role, Mm all of them, they treat me like I'm their daughter because I'm actually the same age as As their their children. children, So, Mm. like, when they look... Sometimes I feel like, what am I doing in here? Like, I just don't understand what I'm doing in here. And I feel like some people that are listening to the podcast will also have that because they'll be like... They'll go into a space and it's like people that are in their 50s, 60s. Nothing. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. I like working with them, to be honest, because I feel like they're a lot more mature (laughs) and I get more guidance and knowledge from them. (laughs) However... I sometimes feel like they look at me and think, what are you doing here? Yeah, they kind of like brush you off. Yeah, like they'll me. be like, yeah. oh, don't well. trouble Rachel. Rachel only knows about social media or whatever. Do you, mm. Like They'll just kind of like push yeah. you away. Yeah, and I just feel it. like that's just like, Mm-mm. ageism, can deal with it. No. <laughs> yeah,
5: I feel like this is a whole other topic. Honestly. Yeah, please, please. Ageism. We have to talk about oh, this. God, Rachel
2: juiced this. up, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, Rachel, my dear, I would say that, sometimes well all the time your work Mm. has to speak for itself yeah so irrespective of how old you look or how old they think that you are if your work is of a certain quality and standards and you're very strategic in terms of the way that you kind of position and play back your thoughts and kind of your contributions to certain things it will it it's in their interest to start listening and also mm-hmm. for certain meetings, like for example, like the board meetings, or just mm. like in general at work, I think power dressing really helps. Yeah, it
4: does.
3: Um, with the whole ageism thing, because I think you have to. It's like that cliche say, I don't even know what it is on the top of my head. It's like you dress for the position the that you, you want, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. or yeah. something like that. But also like dress for the position that you also are in and the value that you bring to kind of that organization and Mm -hmm. yeah just like I said your work has to speak for itself Mm -hmm. and the way that you articulate yourself and you present kind of your ideas and your contribution Mm -hmm. is also what I think helps as well and I I think that's an art as well it's like it's almost like storytelling and if you're going to meet someone it's almost having your elevator pitch off Okay. who you are and the value that you've previously brought to either that organization or the experiences that you've th- like you've had so it's a bit of a signal mm. to them to be like i'm not the one
2: mm. yeah underestimate me don't underestimate me don't underestimate i'm here me. to put fire underneath your mm. feet mm.
0: everyday fire told
2: it's not everyday <laughs> no, but fire. it's true though why are you accusing me of things that i never said yes this? man
5: don't.
2: Everyday fire. yes but
0: yeah.
5: she's hot Hot. <laughs>
2: they hear that that's the
5: fire
0: sizzling <laughs> okay and on that note i just want to thank everyone oh for listening God. as we always say please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to help get the word out about the podcast i want to give a massive thanks to Catherine for joining us um Catherine, i know you've got a few projects that you're working on do you just want to do your quick elevator pitch just mm. let us know <laughs> we can follow you on social media what your medium name is what you're saying you know also about the services you offer to businesses as well. Come on, talk the things then. <laughs> um so you can follow me
3: on socials. Um why are you we're gonna start again because we want this fire elevator
5: pitch. Right. Okay, let's go.
3: Stay ready. So you can follow me on socials um at Catherine Liliana. Um, I'm sure that will be in the bio um, Mm. to this podcast. And also, if you are um, a founder um, and you are either at kind of that early stage startup phase where you might have had like a year traction of your business or even like earlier than that in terms of your inception phase, you've got a fantastic idea, but you just don't know how to navigate Mm. the startup ecosystem and building your value proposition Mm-hmm. Um, then you can reach reach out to me um, and we can have a conversation on how Trailblazer Circles can better support you. Mm-hmm. Equally, if you are a woman and you want to get into tech um, as an employee or even as a founder, for example, creating a tech-enabled business or a tech kind of startup, then again, you can reach out to me um, and I will... Um, take you through how I can help you. Um, So yeah, and then also keep an eye out for, it's actually happening at the end of the week, so I'm not sure when this will be published, this podcast will be published, but I essentially worked with Swiss, the founder of Black Pound Day, Mm. and I put together some Black Pound Day analytics, so to really quantify the value that the businesses that participated in the first Black Pound Day Mm um was able to kind of accumulate um and on the back of that I've now put together an e-guide of basically for small e-commerce businesses the things and strategies that they can put in place um Mm. to succeed Mm. um and it's called let's win (laughs) oh I love love that I love
0: it I love it oh well I'll be excited to read that um yeah Catherine you're doing a bit you know gosh breath
1: of fresh air most definitely thanks ladies
5: (laughs) yeah i just feel like this series is coming to disrupt people's lives because you know how many people people have said to me oh i'm gonna move abroad now and even Mm. sitting here i'm like bruh maybe i'm ready to pivot pivot i'm just there twirling just twirling you not, know let me not even
0: start
2: yeah but anyway
0: remember we always want to keep the conversation going on social media so please use the hashtag ww hashtag or at us at twitter on instagram at bww what
2: was
0: hashtag, hashtag UK. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is that okay? It sounded
2: like a mixture of like a. a of and a then, the, or
0: t- at us on Twitter and Instagram at bwwpodcastuk UK. And please email us or d- DM us if you have any suggestions for topics we should cover, you have an issue you may need help with. You can get through to us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com, or alternatively, you can join our newsletter on our website, which is blackwomenworking.com as well. And please remember to like and subscribe and rate subscribe all those things. We want to hear from you. Anything that we could be doing, any help that you need, let us know. All right then, ladies, you want to say bye. 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 Follow me.